Comcast Business gives you more for your small business with our new gig speed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data. Ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires new gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. This is Reed Saunders, professional Colorado sports announcer. 1-0 to Ryan, drives it to right. Going back, Puig, and it's gone! You're tuning in to the Mile High Pundit Podcast. Bones to Jokic, gone! Two hands! Follow us on Twitter at Mile High Pundit Podcast. And Jared Shuck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It has been a minute. Apologies. Jared's had some stuff come up. I've had some stuff come up. We are pleased to welcome you back to, I believe now it is episode 10, season 2 of the Mile High Pundit Podcast. Uh, Jared from Allen, Texas. How you doing, brother? I'm in a fucking bad way with my hips and my back. I'm just getting old, dude. It sucks. I don't know if I can stretch more or what it is, but dude, like, there's some days where it hurts walking. I am like, I swear to God, I'm just getting old, man. I don't know what it is. It sucks ass. It's horrible. <laughs> Keep those joints, uh, keep those joints properly lubricated, bro. Oh, I don't dude. know what else to say. Something I have no idea, man. Like, there's, there's days I'll be playing hockey and like midway through the second, I'm just, I just get tight and I'm like, I can't skate anymore. It sucks. You remember, like, you're not like 20, 21. Anymore. Dude, what I would like, give to be 22 years old again and still be able to wheel around the way I used to. Oh my god. <laughs> We're just getting old. End of story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is it really put into perspective just that ten year reunion? I was like, damn. Um, it doesn't help when you go to the doctor and they're like, oh yeah, by the way, you've gained like a shitload of weight. And you're like, fuck. See, I I need to gain weight. I have a fast metabolism. It's awful, and mine slowed down horribly. I'm like, like shit. The amount of food I eat, I. I should not be the weight that I am right now. Lucky bastard. <laughs> well, with my frame, I'm trying to gain weight. So it's like, it's struggling, struggle bus out here, bro. But I mean, yeah, what you been up to the past, past couple weeks, man? Dude, it's just been work, work and more work. I swear. Like, so Siri got COVID um, for the mm. first time ever, which was shitty. So she got COVID. How'd she, uh, how'd she handle it? Uh, well, well. He, this is going to be controversial as shit. And I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't agree with this, but that Joe Rogan drug, the ivermectin, is legit. Sierra got the ivermectin drug and it cured it in a day. She had no symptoms in a day. It was fucking amazing. That's fantastic. Like, I, I I have my own theory as to why they're not producing that drug. That's fine. I don't care. But, dude, that's... It, 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 it kicked it off in just about a day. It was pretty, pretty nuts, honestly. I mean, it was great because she was finally starting to feel better again. But, I mean, we came back from, from Colorado. We went out to go see the Kenny Chesney concert at, insert name here, Field at Mile High, because it's going to change every five years. and. We came back and she felt like shit, got tested, came back positive. I tested, I was negative. So, I, I mean, 
it's it's weird, man. I don't I don't understand this whole COVID shit. Sometimes it just doesn't make sense to me. But but yeah, I mean that that sucked. That sucked. I haven't played golf in two months now, at least. But it's too damn hot to play golf down here, dude. It's it's unbearable. Hundreds down there, high humidity. I bet. Well, I mean, we just got flooded on Monday. Yeah. That was that was nuts. I mean, that yeah, was. It was I mean, all, almost all of our fields flooded. It was it was crazy, man. It was just a weird week. For sure, for sure. What you been up to? Um, kind of same. Just you know, working. I uh, I did start uh, writing some pieces for Belly Up, which has been pretty nice. I've had two articles come out now so far. I'm working on a third one. Um, just kind of dealing with it's going to be like a central, uh, way too early, quote unquote, uh, power rankings for off season stuff. So. Uh, currently working on that. Um, also, just sending applications out everywhere to uh, kind of better my current situation. And um, as far as just like a change in in fields, um, it's it's been busy, man. On top of like some personal stuff, it's been a crazy month to say the least. Um, that's for sure. Here's what I, I did my know. first. I did my first meme video too. I hope you guys liked it. <laughs> that was a fucking funny one. Here's my question though: Have you seen Edwin Diaz's entrance for the Mets when he comes out of the bullpen? No. Oh my god! All right, I'll send it to you on Twitter. It's awesome. He uses uh, the song "Narco." Okay. That has Timmy Trumpet in it, and Timmy Trumpet's going to go to City Field to to play live for when he comes in. And I'm just like, I'm just sitting there going, he, the one game they go. He goes, he's not even going to get called into the game. He's just, he won't. It's just, it's just that typical bullshit that always happens. You can plan for everything, but then that shit just hits the fan. Yeah. Man, let's see though. I mean, we're kind of in a weird spot right now. There's not a lot really going on sports wise. The Rockies are going to Rocky for the rest of eternity. It feels like. I have some stuff to say about the Rockies. The, the Avs are, they've, they've pretty much done everything they needed to do. They really only have, what, one piece maybe they need to look at possibly signing. They got 3.1 in cap space remaining still. Yeah. We went over all the still, signings. Yeah, still some people out there. Um, I mean, we got to talk about, I think, Kadri leaving. And I think he's going to flourish in Calgary, for one. Um, it... I kept on thinking, like, there's no way he's going to go to the Islanders. There's all the speculation that's between us and the Islanders. I'm like, well, if it's between us and the Islanders, he's going to sign with us. Because it's that much of a quality drop-off, in my opinion. And he's not the type of dude that, you know, he wants to be competitive. That's who he is. Um, very, very clear from his Players' Tribune that we've both talked about. Uh, so I think, I think the fit with him and Daryl Suter's system in Calgary with, with Huberto and them, like, it's going to be... It'll be a good fit for him. Um, sad to see him go. Happy for him that he actually got paid what he was worth, though. I here's and here's what I said from the onset about about Kadri. I don't mind the money that you're paying him. No. I think the issue is going to be the term, and that's going to be the scary part. Yeah. The the, I mean, the term of the deal of seven years when Ka- when when the puck drops in October, Kadri's gonna be thirty two. You just mm-hmm. signed him through his through his age thirty nine year. That's a scary proposition. Yeah, I mean to put that into perspective, you've got. I mean, I my my last article that kind of broke down that uh, that deal. I mean, thirty nine puts you in the top the top five percentile for oldest active in the league at that point any given year. Um, our old friend Mike Smith was 39. When, you know, during Western Conference Finals there. But it, uh, yeah, the money makes sense. Like you said, the term, especially when you're looking at a dude like Joe Sackick, he's not going to make that move. And 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 Sackick obviously knows way better than all of us what he he's got the the beat on 
on on his club, obviously. And is Kadri worth seven million dollars a year? Yes. Is he worth the seven year term? I would have been comfortable at probably three to four at that point. And but you would have to ship off a piece, and I get it at that point while you're not doing it. Um, yeah. I, as for is he going to flourish in Calgary? That's what I don't know, man. It's Daryl Sutter's style is way, way, way different than Jared Bednar's. Sutter's a very much old school guy. Sometimes he'll like to trap, sometimes he'll like to play aggressive, but there's not that that run and gun style that Colorado is really well known for that got a shitload of attention in this in this recent playoff run. I mean you, you don't see teams run through a 16 team playoff the way Colorado did. You don't. No. You, no. I, th- I think like the, maybe the closest thing you could relate it to that's not hockey related might've been the 90, the, the nineties era bulls with Michael with MJ. I mean, they were, or they were running through everybody. The recent golden state warriors run that we're seeing not this past year, but, um, you know, mid mid to late 2010s when they had everyone there cooking like that 73 and 9 season that they had you could compare it to that and i mean is is kadri going to flourish there probably is he going to is he going to hit 90 points again i don't think so I, I i think he regresses back down into the 60s um i i think <laughs> what calgary lost this off season is a lot more important than getting Kadri. And I, I think that they were kind of, they, they, once they lost um, Goudreau, mm-hmm. they, they kind of scrambled because then they knew they were losing Kachuk too. They had to scramble. And Kadri was kind of the last big fish on the market. Yeah. I mean, it, it made sense though. I mean, they, with Kadri, like you said, career year for the Avs um, due to, you know, he had a great year on the power play. Um, Calgary also has a decent power play. They, they run, they run it at about, I think them and the Avs are both top 10 as, as far as uh, power plays drawn uh, per game. Um, the main thing I'm interested to see with with Kadri there is how, because uh, Sutter's system, you're right, it's it's different than Bednar's, but there are a few similarities, um, mainly in the way that they they uh, counterattack. They have very quick um, counterattacking. A lot of it was through Goudreau back in the day um, when they had him, but it's. I feel like Kadri can thrive in a system like that um, to the tune of where they're banking on him to be a 90-point guy year after year. I'm not sure. That's a whole different, uh, whole different thing. Because um, he had a career year. And to, to kind of put a counter-argument to like, what they're losing is more just gravity-wise, way more than what they're, they're gaining. Points-wise, they actually gained a couple points. Because the trio of Gaudreau, Monaghan, Kachuk, the trio of Wegar, Kadri, and Huberto outpaced them by a couple points last year. But Huberto also had a monster 115-point season on a President's Trophy-winning team. So... Right, and I mean, I, I again, I still think the biggest piece here is that you're losing the speed side of it, and what you're gaining, and and this is what made Daryl Daryl Sutter's teams in Los Angeles who won cups really, really good. They had they had a lot of gritty guys, which I think is still kind of his mo in what he's looking for. I mean, look up and down that that lineup from, I want to say is what 2012 and 2014, I believe, is when the the Kings won, and there wasn't really a lot of skill. I mean, obviously you have Anze Kopitar, Drew Doughty, um, Alec Martinez, uh, just to name a few, but you don't look at Dustin Brown as a skill guy. Mm -mm. You don't look at a Trevor Lewis, like a skill guy. 
Trevor Lewis has never been a skill guy. I, I mean, up in uh, Kyle Clifford, even not a skill guy, no, no shot. And that's kind of Daryl Sutter's MO is I want gritty guys who are going to be a pest or be hard as hell to play against and be, a, and be a pest every time they're on the ice. Kadri fits that role perfectly. And that's yeah. what Sutter needs. And Kadri proved this year. He could play it as a, as a one C and a two C because he played two C when everyone was healthy, which wasn't that often. <laughs> but I, I mean, here's here's the flip side of the coin. Did Kadri succeed because of the group around him, or was it individual success? Keep in mind, Kadri lost his PP two spot a couple years ago to Jonas Donskoy. So there's a lot of that. There, there's a lot of that. I don't. I'm not too certain about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt he's in his prime right now, which is why, um, why he commanded that contract, that type of contract, like, especially with the pay cuts that he got with the Leafs and the Avs. So, I mean, for him, like all the power to him, like he'll always be, you know, a part of Denver. Um, which is amazing to say, and I'm just thankful that we were able to see that stuff happen. Like, with, I don't know, to, to put it into perspective, man, the injury that he had, that he had to recover from, and the time that he got knocked out against Edmonton to game four, I think, is when he came back, uh, Stanley Cup. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That type of injury usually takes six to eight weeks to recover. He did it in 18 days. And like, you can't buy that type of grit. Even, even when talking about the NHL, in my opinion, um, he, he, he knew what was at stake. <laughs> and that game four, he netted that overtime goal. It's like, um, you know, going to miss him for sure. Absolutely. But, I'm just glad to see that it that it happened, and also him bringing the Stanley Cup into his uh, hometown mosque for the first time in NHL history is a really cool way to grow the game, in my opinion. Couldn't agree more. I mean, that's for sure. And I mean, I, I sent the picture in our fantasy hockey group chat of that of of the Carry Me Home book from the run from the run for the cup. By the way, phenomenal thing. It's on Amazon. Go get it. I mean, I, I'm I'm certainly glad I bought it. Definitely, because it's it, it's it's really really interesting to read every single article from the playoff, almost every single article from the playoff run, um, the in depth stories from Peter Baugh. I mean, they were all just really really. It was really really cool to see, and uh, I I I was reading the Kadri. I read the Kill McCar. The Kill McCar one alone is worth the price of that book. I okay. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who literally just wants to always be better than where he is like if 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 we knew some someone like that someone like kale mccarr back when we were younger we would have said the exact same thing we'd been like holy shit this kid's gonna go places i mean i'm not gonna spoil it just go buy the damn thing it's it is worth the the 18 dollars or whatever whatever the hell it was on amazon it's 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 100 worth it like that couldn't 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 have thought for a better uh, cover photo too right it looks really nice like 
looks super clean as far as that's concerned. I'm excited for the championship video because they always do a championship video every year. So I, I want to see when that comes out. That That's going to be really cool too. Yeah. Like I remember watching the old, uh, the old Broncos ones from 98 and 99 on VHS. I remember those. Those were, those were pretty, and even the, the old one abs one was pretty cool too. So, yeah. but I mean, like, like I said, we're in that weird spot. I mean, with the abs right now and everything else, it's just, it's kind of quiet. It's kind of yeah. status quo. Everyone's kind of getting their day with a cut with the cup. Um, McKinnon took it back to, uh, to Halifax, which was really cool too. And I guess Sid was there pretty hammered. So he got his wish. Uh, that was a cool scene. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone up on like the field and stuff and the old school fire truck. If, if you guys had the, the, um, if you guys watch the video with it, that old school fire truck just kind of puts the cherry on top in my, it was really. But for now, I, I, I don't know what else there really is to talk about the ass. Unfortunately. I mean, like, like we said, it's, it's quiet right now. The coolest part of this last week, though, the FIBA World Cup qualifiers have started. And yes, I will pose this question to you, Jared, real quick before I move on to the Nuggets. Okay, who do you think has. As far as the people that have left the team. Impact wise. Who was it? Who 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 did we lose the most in? As far as that's concerned, with people leaving, the few people that did. <sighs> you know my answer to this already. So, man, I. I, I guess right now, I would say Kadri. I still think Kadri is probably, probably the biggest loss. Is he going to be the the loss that cost Colorado a cup? I don't another cup. I don't think so. I don't think any of the, the three major pieces that Colorado lost are going to cost Colorado anything going into this season. I, I don't. I really don't think so. You have enough in in in, in the bowels of Ball Arena and up up into Loveland that you're going to be just fine trying to replace those guys. And there's guys in the uh, in, in the uh, free agency pool still. Who are yeah. who are giving me good enough and ready to roll? So, I mean, I I would say Kadri because you lose that leadership out of Kadri, you lose that that grit and that fire from him. But outside of that, I'm Kemper. Not really a big loss in my opinion. Frankie stepped up when he needed to. Yes, Kemper came came to play when it mattered. That I think he's an absolute game changer. Like like someone thought he was going to be. I never expected him to be a game changer. If you thought he was going to be a game changer, you're wrong from the get go. He was there to get you the wins that you are supposed to win and keep you cool and keep you close in the games that maybe you shouldn't be in. And he did that, and he proved that in in game six. So for for my money, yeah, I think Kadri's kind of the guy. What about you? Who, who's your guy? So for me, and like I said, you already know this answer that I'm going to say. But do you remember what the team was like pre-Andre Burakovsky? Vaguely. He came in with the Grubauer deal. He did. He did. The abs were on the cusp of, like, they were right there as far as, like, between playoffs and not. Um, Had a good top line. Extremely good top line still. But I think the, what you miss in Andre Burakovsky is that super consistent when you look at it over the course of his time here uh secondary scoring um he was also one of the guys that got you a game winning cup he had experience winning stanley cups in the past like he's one of those guys now that hey he's won now one with washington one with colorado you know He's got experience up there, and he knows how to show out in big moments as well. Will the Avs miss him? Like, is it going to be their big downfall? I'm not, I don't, like I said, I'm not sure. But to me, Burakovsky, just with the way that he provided that secondary scoring at almost, you know, 
he had 150 plus games with us. He was over 100. Like a point seven points per game, I want to say. Like up there, around that area. But super consistent as far as just secondary scoring. Like when you're not getting goals from Makar, Mac, Landy, etc. Um, and I think his cup experience is going to help teams in the future with him. My only rebuttal to that is Burakovsky is streaky, streaky, streaky. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of one of the bigger, the, 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 the bigger deals that he's so goddamn streaky. And I've got no problem with Burakovsky being your guy. Obviously, the huge goal in game four where he rips the top of the net over Connor Ingram's shoulder is going to be a goal that is probably talked about for a very, very, very long time. It's right up there with Shea Weber in the 2010 uh, Olympics. I mean, it's, it's a couple of, it's just one of those deals, but like I said, I've got no problem with it. My issue with, with, with him that he was always very streaky. Kadri was pretty goddamn consistent when he had his head on straight. Definitely. And I think, I think you, you get what you get when, when those guys are leaving too, because Lekkonen was producing at his career best through the 20 games that he played with us. And he brings a lot more to the table than a guy like Kovsky, in my opinion. Um, that's why it was great to, to sign him to that extension. It well done. I mean, you know, and also the, the emergence of Nuke, too. He's a guy that can do, provide secondary scoring now and does a lot more than that as well. So you, you kind of you replace that secondary scoring, and maybe not the volume, but you're keeping all those same guys together. And they're only going to... Yeah, can it be their downfall? Maybe. Will it be? I don't think so. Like, it... Yeah. I, I, still, I still fully believe this. That Colorado is going to live and die on the, the defensive side. Look at every, most every cup winning team. What's been their number one key? It's their defense. How do you shut down top guys? Kale McCarr, how do you shut down Connor McDavid? Well, question answered. Thank you. Next. How do you shut down Leon Dreisaitl? Now, granted, Leon Dreisaitl is at maybe 40%. But is a hundred percent Leon Drysaddle change that series? No. Maybe a game, maybe two. It's not as impressive as a sixteen four run, but it, it just always comes down to that back that back half. You know you're you know what you're getting out of the top six for Colorado. Goals, goals, and a shitload of goals. You just know it. But like like I said from the very onset, that bottom six, bottom six, bottom six, and who showed up every fucking time? Bottom six, bottom six. Six. It's it's hard. uh, I mean, just the way they were playing, and we talked about it at length, uh, you know, a couple episodes ago. They, the ferocity in which the bottoms played, and that group of guys, such a good group of guys. Um, I mean, you you and I know what we had in L. You and I knew what he was going to to kind of develop it. As far as that, um, everyone else meshing from cogs to helm, like you bring grit, grizzled veteran experience, cup wins, prior cup wins, you know, with helm too. Um, it's still, and we even touched on this a little bit. It's it's still like you know top one to two, bottom six. I'd say not probably not with the way that they played. Do they open up the season like that? Probably not. So, like, temper expectations a little bit, but when they can, like, their ceiling, when they're at their ceiling, they're, yeah, probably the best bottom six in the league from watching the. That line got us past our arch nemesis second round in hostile territory. I'll leave it at. Can you imagine right. that game would have gone to seven if 
if we lose game six in OT in St. Louis and that goes to seven in, in Denver, like how just just the horrible fucking emotions we all would have had because we haven't won a game seven since 2001. We almost need to avoid game sevens like the fucking plague. Yeah. Fucking Yoel Kiviranta. Brutal. It's just brutal. Un, un, unreal. But okay, so now I want to get back to the FIBA, the FIBA World Cup qualification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In yeah. the second round. Um, and just so we're clear, Serbia's 2 0, right? Mm-hmm. Put it out there. Serbia's 2 0. They, they're playing like they have to win, too. They really are. Um, so it's kind of getting to that nit and grit for, for the FIBA qualifiers now. They're going on for a little bit, but now it's like, and Serbia has to win, basically, going forward. Which is, like, it, if you like watching Nikola Jokic as much as Jared and I do, pay attention to Serbia over the next few weeks just in general because they are going to be writing it actually to win these games and that dnvr i mean went out to to serbia so we had there was was a couple there's some really cool clips there i mean sambor shuffle everywhere dropping threes on Giannis's face i mean yeah, Giannis put up 40, 40 points, but and Jokic only put up twenty nine. But guess what? Jokic was also playing against some of their guards. Yeah, I mean, and then turns around three days later against Turkey in Istanbul and drops twenty four again. Like mm-hmm. it's just consistency out of the reigning defending um, MVP. Back to back. Back to back fucking MVP. <laughs> I, uh, I mean, it's just the, the dude is the dude's nuts. He's nuts. And he's, I, I almost enjoy knowing that he's probably still not even at his peak yet. I think that's, I the, that's the cooler part is he's not even at his peak yet. Not even close, man. He is it's gonna be twenty seven this season. For the majority of the season he'll be twenty seven. His playstyle alone has extended his peak years, in my opinion. Because especially when you look at the NBA of high impact because there are a good amount of high impact talking. You know, big dunks, like Big contact in like that sense. Like you're always landing on your ankle, like as you're from that. Jokic doesn't. Jokic is more a la the big fundamental Tim Duncan play style. Tim Duncan dominated the league for years. His peak lasted a decade. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Did you know 77% of women who wear bladder weakness products experience intimate skin irritation? As if having incontinence wasn't stressful enough. But Tenna Intimate Pads have been gynecologist tested and do not cause skin irritation. Gentle on my intimate skin. I need to try Tenna Intimate Pads. Visit TennaSample.com for your free sample. Kind to skin protects like Tenna. Essentially, and that was when we were growing up. Spurs were always good, always. And you're getting this. You're 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 gonna see the same thing with Jokic. I think just because of the fact that he's a seven foot dude who's rock solid, and he's not really a high impact. Like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't flash and dunk like that. Like he's not. 
frivolous really like that. Like he'll, he'll put you in a spin cycle. You know, he will make you look like a fool on the court. He has a very polished game everywhere. Just white one MVP back to back. Um, but man, he, you're, you're seeing him now tweak their game, which is kind of what you need in, to, to just keep getting better and keep getting better and better. He's already an, an offensive savant. He knows that, right? What his biggest knack has been his defensive play. And I really don't think it's his fault, all the hate that he gets, because you have to remember what the Nuggets have been down the past two years. And I'm not even talking about the big ones like Jamal Murray and Jay. I'm talking like the, the role-playing defense as well. Nuggets were down Monte Morris at times. They were down P.J. Dozier more. Um, you know, when you lose all that defense and then you add that, add to that two of your starters go down, of course there's going to be defensive. You're playing against top-tier talent night in and night out, and you're expecting bench guys to fill the role of starters. Down the road, it helps the team immensely because you're going to see guys like Bones Highland break out this in my opinion. Um, but Jokic just tweaked his defensive game to, to all that, man. He, Giannis had 30, 30, 30, like 31 points through the first three quarters of the game. Jokic did not guard him through three quarters. Like you said, he was primarily their, their point at the time. Quarter four, and overtime, he held Giannis to nine points and took home the win, guarding him. <laughs> it's not, not, it's not act like he hasn't done this before. It was Jokic down two stars that went into Milwaukee last year in the regular season, dropped a triple-double in three quarters, sat, now, and then they chipped back and made it like a respectable finish. But the league, like, and like you said, he is still on his way up. He's not close to plateauing right now. Um, but Harrison Wynn from DNVR just caught like a really good video of leaving the court after that win against Greece. And I mean, just with like the Serbian like music and the background and stuff, it's got like the, it's it's cinematic in a way, man. Like you see him just walk off, and you're like, it it is his time right now. Well, and did you hear the entire Serbian crowd chanting MVP, MVP? Mm-hmm. I mean, they know it. Everybody yeah. else seems to fucking understand it. Yeah. He. He's got, he's got murals over there, man. Like, eventually, when, when we have a little bit more time, like, I want to do, like, a full Nikola Jokic deep dive because he is one of those guys like a McKinney, like a Kill McCarr. It's talent not yet seen type. Here's a, here's a fun question for you. Yeah. Who gets a statue outside of Ball Arena first? Nicole Jokic or Nathan McKinnon? Or Joe Sackick? I'm, sh- I'm shocked there's not a Sackick one already. Don't get me I, wrong. I am too, yeah. Ask, but, ask me in three to five years, Jared. Okay, well, okay, well here, here, let me change it. Here, let me change one of the players. Nicole Jokic or Kel McCarr? Can have both. <laughs> Who gets it first? <laughs> I, I mean that's uh, that's the bigger deal is like who gets it first obviously I mean I'm, I mean yeah. obviously 15's gonna get hung in the rafters yeah we we all know that um 92's gonna go to the rafters 29's probably going to the rafters I would be shocked if it doesn't um assuming Kale McCarr stays with Colorado forever yeah <laughs> his number's going up there pretty goddamn quick um 
I, it was really interesting in that, in that book, sorry to come back on this, but really interesting in that book, in that book, uh, Miko Ranton's the first abs player to ever wear 96 and he might be the last. I like that. Like that's nuts to me. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Man, he had a career year this year too. Killing down the wing. But speaking of, uh, nuggets, did you see Gary Harris towards, uh, ACL over the weekend? Yeah. Towards ACL. It's tough. I, he he's always been. He did so much for the Nuggets, pre like kind of just setting up for where they are now. Um, and a lot of those defensive, uh, you know, issues that we had were, you know, he he was out for a decent amount. Um, just like last couple uh, years in Denver, you know. But when he came back healthy, Nuggets went to the Western Conference Finals that year, which is really cool to see. Um, but man, like you feel for that man. Like they were building something in Orlando too to him. Um, Torn meniscus. I'm sorry, it's a meniscus. Oh, it's a meniscus tear. Still, that's a t- that's that's a tough injury. Um, but, but I don't know, man, the, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking back at the year that the Chronicles have had, right? What I'm going to say about the Nuggets is this, Contavious Caldwell Pope, genius signing, Bruce Brown, even more of a genius signing. We talked about this when Josh Kroenke came to address the media in Denver about the Nuggets for the first time in years. And we talked about it a couple episodes ago. He said it's championship or bust now. Like we're in that mold as far as where the team is. You should not take that lightly at all. That's a man who just cleaned house, essentially, winning championships with the Rams, the Avs, and now you got Arsenal finishing top there well, going into the next round of things over there. How dare you slander the mammoth? Mammoth as well. But you get my point, right? Everywhere, from Arsenal to the mammoth to Colorado to the Los Angeles Rams, they all just swept house and championships. Like now if we get the Rapids to quit fucking sucking too, that'd be great. Bro, they got they hey. were pumped three they were down three nil at half last night. Faith, I mean I get it. Faith. I get it. Philly's a really have good faith. fucking club. I understand yeah. that. But holy hell, it feels like ever since we don't we we got we got rid of uh, Andre Shinashiki and Tim Howard, it's been downhill it feels like. Oh and Tim Vine's going to fucking uh, Europe. That didn't help either. They, they'll get right. Six nil is what it finished at. Oh my! Philly's powerhouse. Um, like that. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's. I'll have to wait and see with this club. They did get to the finals last year. Granted, they lost some guys. Um, but yeah, it's like a wait and see. Wait and see for the kids. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Here's, here's, here's my question. I want to use this as a transition point. Who is closer to a title? The Nuggets or the Broncos? Nuggets. Okay. And I'll back that up right now. You have a two-time reigning back-to-back MVP on your team that has proven himself unguardable, even in years where the team has been deficient. Now you're getting that full complement back with the arguable, actually the, the heart and soul of the team, Riley and Jamal Murray. Um, and 
you get on top of that just one of the most elite efficiency shooters there ever is like a deadly knockdown shooter from all ranges as far as michael porter jr is i think people forget how dangerous the Jokic, murray mpj trio was on the court together because they were extremely versatile in what they could do at any point in time any point in time because you had the Jokic jamal murray two-man game rolling and it was the best two-man game in the league not even close before jamal murray went down most points per pick and roll and they were like steps eons ahead of other duos and less minutes played together than some of them like it's insane you add to that the Jokic porter jr two-man game pick and roll back cut and all of a sudden it gets a whole lot scarier because you have murray or porter that can flash to the three-point line Jokic can cut and do whatever the hell he wants in the paint now because now you have to worry about michael porter jr automatic flushing everything that means aaron gordon's role diminishes yet concentrates and he can become a better version of himself in this nuggets team because the team asked him to be the second plus second best player during their playoff run last year and he stepped up admirably for that but what you're looking at realistically is the nuggets fourth maybe fifth best player now with kcp in the mix so you add those two men games right jared you add to the fact that Jokic, porter and murray can knock down shots from anywhere on the court and then you add to that Contavious Caldwell Pulp, who I think you can remember flamed the Nuggets during the Western Conference Final. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't Anthony Davis. It wasn't LeBron James to a degree, but KCP was raining threes down on our defense because we didn't have perimeter defense. What KCP brings to the Nuggets is consistent perimeter defense, like top fifth, like top five percentile type thing over the course of the past couple of years and he is a 47 per, or 40 46 percent three-point shot catch and shoot to put that into perspective will barton was 36 percent last year 10 a 10 percent jump is massive when you have a guy like Jokic facilitating so now you have him, who is a consistent outside threat. Porter, before injury, drops the, the second most efficient season ever. The only person who beat him was, was 16 Steph Curry in shooting metrics, in league history, and the kid's 20. 21 now. Like, this team is just at its beginning. And if they can work through the injuries, man, with Murray and Porter, because Jokic was a lot worse back then, too. You have to keep that in mind. The last time Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray were on the court together, effective for Jokic, was when, they, was when the Lakers won the championship. And Jokic was a shell of himself compared to what he was then to what he is now. So you get Jokic what he is now, like we're saying, like God-tier mode for Jokic this season. He probably won't win a third MVP, but he most likely should because of the numbers he's going to put up. Like, the Nuggets could have the best offense in the league easily next year. And Porter was our best rim protector. People forget that. He was coming into his own defensive. So you, you switch Gordon to where he belongs which is on ball on the wing and Porter can cover uh, the paint with Jokic. And Bruce Brown, one of the best cutters in the game, defensive monster, pair him up with bones, pair him up with Jamal Murray, pair him up with, you could even run him with KCP in a big lineup. Like, they are so damn versatile, offensively, defensively. You add DeAndre Jordan, shot blocker, to back up Jokic. And, yeah, they're probably going to have a 55 to 60 win season 
this year. They'll be top three in the West, no matter Broncos, I'm not so sure. And you set up my, my, my very last question to you perfectly. What prevents the Nuggets from being a top four team in the West? And avoiding that dreaded play-in round. Taking care of business at home this year for them. They had a pretty bad home record as far as things were concerned last year compared to what they usually put up, which is why they were that lower seed. And on top of the guys they had out, it kind of all sort of coalesces. Um, you take care of business at home this year, Jared. Um, Calvin Booth has done a fantastic job building this team and Connolly's steadfast. I think it's hilarious that Connolly brought Austin Rivers and signed Wilson Chandler in Minnesota. It's like, oh, look, like Nuggets ghosts. Um, Chandler, especially, that was a shock. I didn't even know he was still in the league. Um, but the thing that stops them from being a top-tier team in the West is they have to get that mentality back. Like, when they were a consistent top three seed, no one beat them out. Like, not a lot of teams did. They have to get back to protecting home court. With that team, I think they can do that, and they're going to get some back. But, uh, I'll have to ask you the same question, man. I, I think the biggest thing for the Nuggets right now is, is kind of just, it, it's that injury bug, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, the last few years, it's been just, you've been just kicked in the ass by the injury bug constantly 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 and then now you're in a spot where you're hoping that it's not that bad you know and it 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 could be i mean injuries happen at any time we we understand that as athletes they can happen randomly that it happen over time it can be who the hell knows what happens right So just, and, and doing, doing what I, I, I hate using this comparison because it's, it seems so cliche anymore now. Cause we talk about it so goddamn much, but exactly what Joe Sackick and Chris McFarland did. You need to do that with the nuggets and you need to find those depth guys who are going to step in and play those roles and fill up your G league team with guys you can call up. Like that's I I still don't understand this whole G League thing. If you're not going to use it as a call up system, why the hell do you have it? Yeah, I mean, so it is like a it's it's like a it's it's not to the extent that like that NHL has the AHL and the East. Like it does not go that deep at all, right? Um, that summer league and like the G League basically it's. It's to keep guys like honed, essentially. Um, they, there's not nearly as much sort of emphasis put into it. The fact that the Nuggets now have an affiliate in itself is fantastic. They used to not even have a G. Um, because some teams just, they don't. They never did. Like some teams do, some teams don't. Um, it's just one of those like weird things, the NBA. Um, but I, I agree wholeheartedly. Um, you're, you're seeing that kind of mentality happen. Them surrounding Jokic with the best Jokic-esque central players you could get. In my opinion, with... I mean, their catch-all rankings, like, offensively, it, 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 makes, it makes analyst guys like Jared and I drool. They have incredible potential. Um, but yeah, you know... NPJ has an injury history. Um, no secret. It's why his contract is so polarizing, but yet it's so interesting because you you don't even you don't even know what you're getting with a 100% healthy Michael Porter Jr. Because that year that he played, like all those games with us as the second option, Jared. Um. 
you know, had a great year. Average 29. And expanded, like, let's see what you can do with that as that number high. And then he unfortunately went down into the year um, against the Phoenix Suns. And then came back, re-injured his back. Everyone knows that story, everything that happened. But the incredible thing about that, Jared, is how insane he looked that first year he was quote-unquote healthy in the public's eyes. His trainers came out and said he was working at 80%. And he still dropped the second most efficient season in NBA history. Like, that's a dude who we haven't even seen healthy yet. You've seen flashes of what he can do, and if that's a flash, that's terrifying. Because if that's the case, you're, you're beginning to understand kind of why he was so touted out of high school type thing. Um, it was like an enigma. He, he, was a, he was a consensus top one to two pick out of high school a la LeBron James type thing. And then he tweaked his back. Till the 14th. Uh, we stole him, essentially, at 14th. Like, I don't think people here realize the talent potential at times. Um, but if he can... I, I'm, I'm, I'm much more confident in him having a... as opposed to Jamal Murray. Because Porter's had to work through injuries before, right? Murray really hasn't. This is his first, you know, true test. So bring him along slowly. I do not want anything happening to that man over the course of the regular season, man. I will belt my window. And it won't kill me because I'm on the basement floor. But you know what I mean? Like, protect Jamal Murray as much as you can for regular. Hopefully, by, you know, Early spring, you're seeing him do what he was doing, which was having a career year type thing. But give him as much time as you need. Give Bones the experience because he'll need that experience anyways. And the team firmly committed to him as their number two. Um, getting rid of Morris is bittersweet, but getting rid of Barton, I mean, you already know Connolly's thinking. That, I'm just like, what? Like, that's amazing. Okay, Nuggets are actually... Like, they're actually building around the team and realizing that, hey, we don't need 16 different creators when we have Jokic. Um, They're actually building around them, stepping the right direction. Um, They're going to have a really good season. If you couldn't tell, I'm actually really hyped on them. Really? Couldn't tell. Well, let's let's talk. Let's just close it up with a couple really quick things. Eight team fantasy league again for for uh, for football. Yeah, heard that's from what we've been talking about. That's gonna be kind of a a scoring madhouse. It is going to be crazy, Jared. Um, eight teams. So again, very very shallow. Uh, group chat's been popping off. So shouts out to the league. Oh, great. Um, and just. Yeah, with, with the scoring, it's going to be really interesting. Multipliers of 10 basically for every touchdown. So quarterbacks, instead of four points per touchdown, it's going to be four. Six points, it's going to be 60. You know, all that stuff is consistent. True points per league. So we're going to have points per reception, points per quarterback completion, points taken away for quarterback incompletions. A whole defensive team's rework as far as points go. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun, fast-paced, and if you don't draft a stellar team to start, you'll probably get left to the And no and keepers. Be... No keepers to start the year. I actually changed that going forward this year. Six keepers next year. So we're going to be running a dynasty sort of format going forward. Jesus. But it's a big roster, as you know. So a lot of different options. You can. And then on the flip the side. Yep, this is where it gets interesting. So there's the riches, right? You can, you can pick up anyone on the way. Off, 
you you could pick up a guy that has a great week and he could trounce like the top scoring guy, right? Which is gonna which is what's gonna be so interesting about that. But on the flip side, we have merged a fantasy hockey league with someone else. So part of the Belly Up crew, uh, we have uh, Let's Talk Whoa Hockey, which covers uh, the premier hockey league, which is the which is the uh, the top women's hockey league in North America. And they also cover the Chicago Blackhawks. I feel sorry for them and Sierra all the time, unfortunately. Yeah, they did. Um, they did send me a badass sticker, though. Did they really? I gotta say, Beth, thank you for that. That was that was that was a nice surprise. I haven't decided where to put it yet, but I'll put it. I'm still waiting on my newspaper from you. <laughs> I have to check the post office, man. Like, <sighs> pack it. Eat. I sent it in a secure. Like I didn't want it to get to get messed up or anything. So right. I sent it in a pretty sick package. So I'm guessing with like the USPS stuff, I'll, I'll check on it and let you, I'll, I'll text. Okay, we got to figure that out. Let you know. But yeah. we've merged with... It is on its way, but yeah. We've merged with Let's Talk Woe Hockey, and on Sunday we filled out the league, which, I mean, which we're, we're, still, we're still, what, six weeks from opening night? Yeah. And we have... Probably the craziest league you and I will ever be a part of. We are 16 teams deep in this league. This is going to be an absolute fucking madhouse. Yeah. Complete opposite of the football league. I did a, it's like a little mock draft the other day and I was terrified. I was like, oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, 16 teams, man. But are you, are you running a, a dynasty format as well? I, I think if we, I, I think if anything, we might do one keeper per team. Okay. I mean, with, with how light everything's gonna be it's gonna be kind of tough i mean i even dropped roster sizes i mean it's gonna be it's it's gonna be crazy and we split into two divisions because we got 16 teams we have the mile high league uh, we have the my high division the and the woe hockey division i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. I, I expect a lot of crazy trades too. Yeah, it's, that's for sure. It's gonna be insane. Um, excited for the draft lottery as well as the draft for that. That's right. We we are gonna do a draft lottery even with sixteen teams in our league. Um, what we're gonna do is uh, I'm gonna host it on our uh, Mile High Pundit Discord channel, and. Uh, we're going to do that on the 25th of September. I haven't set a time for that yet, um, but we're going we're, we're gonna to do it big. That's for sure. It's not going to be something a little small, itty-bitty thing. We're going to do it big. And it's going to be nuts. I'm excited, Ben. Um, and we can do uh, like pre-trades, uh, right? Yes, you can trade draft picks. You can trade just about everything. So it's kind of, uh, okay. it's kind of crazy. It's going to be fun, though. Most definitely. But uh, yeah, folks, looks like we are about out of time. That hour flew by, um, as per usual. But uh, yeah, just looking forward. Going to be getting into a lot more uh, just Broncos, Nuggets, Avs-related stuff as to get closer to their respective seasons, Um, as well as the fantasy side of things. Uh, Super excited for that. It's going to be a blast. Uh, super, super great people too. Love all y'all in the league. Shouts out to everyone, even you, Spencer. Um, but, uh, but yeah, to close it up, man. Um, just you know, keep uh, just keep moving forward, you know, with 
with stuff that's going on, if you got stuff going on. Like, the, the person that you'll be, I mean, all I'm going to say with that is pressure diamond. Like, um, had kind of a rough month as far as things are concerned, but yeah, it'll be uh, some good times coming forward. Uh, looking on to the rest of uh, just things in general, we didn't talk about today for a reason. Um, and uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing y'all next week. Shop Macy's last-minute gift sale and save 20 to 60%, plus an extra 20% off great gift ideas with your coupon or Macy's card. Not sure what to get? Let them choose with a Macy's gift card. Shop your local Macy's early and late, and get your orders faster when you pick up curbside or in-store. Plus, spend your Macy's money on anything, no merchandise exclusions. Details at macys.com slash macysmoney. Savings off sale and clearance prices, exclusions apply.